and uh, you can reach me at vapingindustry at gmail.com vapingindustry at gmail.com and if you would like to call the phones the phone lines are open I don't know I, this week seems as screwed up as the last which it just seems to be just a shit storm rolling and just keeps on getting worse and worse uh, I'm frustrated I've got a migraine headache I'm just getting over I'm not a happy camper and uh, there's just a lot of shit that's been happening so uh, we've got three weeks left, uh, and you know uh, it's very difficult to get a hold of anyone um, because everybody's doing what they need to be doing, and what everybody needs to be doing is getting out their products. I've talked to to one company that uh, has about ten products now, and they'll have about thirty products in in, uh, in a few weeks. Uh, so there is going to be the biggest flush of products on the market uh, which I don't know if it's a good or bad thing or if it even makes a difference uh, because you know when I was looking at Mount Baker Vapor and they had 300 flavors what difference did it make to me I mean I, I was never going to try that many flavors and just just you know too many uh, I've often said that uh, you know once you get past the uh, the Baskin Robbins level uh, it doesn't make any sense anymore you know after 31 you're done uh, so uh, but a lot of a lot of stuff's gonna be hit the market so um, that's what's going on uh, with a lot of juice companies what happened when I found out uh, late last night um, and I posted it on the f different things if people uh, are reading Gasaw or reading not blowing smoke um, Pennsylvania got destroyed a person that's very active in advocacy named uh, Chris Hughes uh, who has a vapor shop called Fat Cat Vapors somewhere in Pennsylvania and uh, he's uh, closing his doors down uh, it's that bad and so what it is is that there's going to be a 40 percent tax on vapor products starting on October 1st of this year and so it doesn't matter if you 
bought your inventory before October 1st or you bought it after, it's exactly the same thing. Um, you're going to have to pay that tax on your existing inventory and any new inventory will be taxed at that same rate. So uh, I actually uh, listened to uh, Kevin Skipper and uh, his little podcast earlier, which they had Chris Hughes on uh, the show. And uh, Kevin Skipper had this theory that you could just sell off all your inventory uh, now, and then you can rebuy it after October 1st, or the 60 days, which is what he was saying. It makes no sense. Um, because it, if you, I mean, it would be good to sell off your old inventory, you know, and get rid of the inventory that's not, doesn't, isn't turning. You know, that's a standard thing for anybody that does inventory. How quickly is your inventory turning? If you've got dead inventory that's sitting on your shelves, you should get rid of it. But that has nothing to do with the taxes. Uh, although with the taxes, it's probably a good idea to get rid of all your dead inventory that's not turning. Uh, because you don't want to pay a tax on it. You probably you probably should have, if you have a lot of that stuff, if you have bad inventory, you should get rid of it no matter what. That's just the right business practice. But what Kevin Skipper's saying is it just makes no sense because say I have $10,000 worth of, uh, of inventory. So I, I fire sale it all off. I get it all rid of it. It's all gone. And then I've got zero inventory on uh, the day that the tax starts, so the on on the day that you have to go and do a floor check to see how much inventory you have, you have zero inventory. You don't pay any tax on it because you have zero inventory. Okay. Then the next day you have to buy inventory because you need to be selling product, and then you'll have to pay the forty percent uh, for all the new inventory. So. There's a scenario where you want to get rid of all your inventory and go out of business, fine. But if you're not going out of business, then get rid of all your stale inventory. And the inventory that you're going to keep, uh, that you're going to keep on selling, you're going to pay. You don't, you can't get rid of the taxes no matter what. Uh, so having zero inventory on the day that they do the floor inventory, it doesn't make a difference. You will have 90 days to pay the taxes. Uh, so... On, on that day where they where you do your inventory count, which is literally October 1, that's the official date uh, when this tax goes into effect, you'll have 90 days to pay it. You won't have to pay it right away. Uh, other options are uh, to talk to your buddies out of state and sell off your inventory out of cost and, and get rid of all your old inventory. There's any number of things. But what Chris, and I consider him a, uh, he used to run, uh, he used to be president of the Safada chapter out in Pennsylvania. So I consider him somebody that knows what he's doing, somebody with expertise, somebody with skills, somebody that knows the, the landscape. You know, he's not a 21 year old kid that just decided to start a vape shop. He's, you know, uh, a man over the age of 40, I would assume. And, uh, and he's, he knows what he's doing. So when I see that he is closing his store, that sucks because that's, you know, that might be the right move for some people. Um, and maybe he's going to make some different life choices or whatever. I don't know. But if he's closing his store, that means it's really, really nasty. So it's a 40% tax at wholesale so say uh 
say the margins are 50%, let's just do everything simple math. And you you're buying your product uh, for ten bucks, and now and you were selling them for twenty bucks. You now are uh, going to pay fourteen bucks for it. That's what the tax is going to be: four bucks on a ten dollar item. Um, so does it does it absolutely crush this bejesus out of you? Uh, I'm not running a store. I don't have those employees. I can't tell you. Is there any way you can do to uh, manage your inventory, work with your suppliers, uh, you know, uh, see if you uh, if you can establish long-term business relationships with certain suppliers that you have a rate that comes into uh, into uh, Pennsylvania that is slightly different than it would come into other states, and it's not like not like somebody's just buying that stuff. Uh, you know, maybe you can split the difference with your suppliers. I don't know. Uh, you can change your product lines. I, I, I mean, there there could be some things, you know, way, ways to uh, manage it. But that's why I say when if Chris Hughes is packing it up, that really, really worries me. Uh, because he's, I think it's, he's more likely than not making a correct business decision for a vape shop at the vape shop level so some people have said that uh you know maybe this is going to be a good thing uh because it's gonna it's gonna get everybody uh be a come to jesus moment and everybody's gonna get religion uh, i'm not so sure about that um what's happening in california is it's a ballot measure and my understanding is the tax there is going to be more or less the same but at a 60 percent level I think it's a 60 I, I have not looked at the way it's it's being done exactly uh, but it's a ballot measure so it has to be fought with the voters and there's a whole bunch of crazy laws that California has established for ballot measures to where basically if you uh, pay the people enough money to collect the signatures and that's a, a that's a cash and carry model I mean if you you pay a firm it costs you a few million dollars and they will generate enough signatures to get anything on the ballot that you want uh, Amazon was doing that not too long ago Amazon was uh, had uh, people outside of Walmart uh, collecting signatures to uh, to, to stop the internet taxes uh, and eventually they gave up they, they stopped doing the measure uh, but it's just so a billionaire in California has put this onto the ballot he's paid the cost to, to get the signatures it's going on the ballot and it cannot be fought on the pol politician level you can call up your politician left and right but it's not going to make a difference because it's at this ballot level the only way you're going to be able to change minds is either writing to editors or you're going to have to do advertisements on TV or you're going to have to have some sort of protest in the streets. And I think that in, in that there should be, you know, if there was enough vapors in, in San Francisco, you could close down a street or something like that. That seems very popular to close down streets as a way of protesting. I don't know. Maybe we're not going to have enough, uh, not gonna have enough vapors to close down a whole street but uh, maybe we can close down a bicycle lane in Cal in San Francisco and that will make the news something's gonna have to be done to make the news uh, I don't have an answer on this at all uh, I'm very concerned about it and I'm very concerned about uh, 
what the implications of what happened with VTA and uh, and Safada and how that board fight uh, between the two organizations uh, and and I guess the vice president of uh, Safada now uh, you know how how all of that now has a lasting consequence in the ability of Californians to fight, fight this off uh, because this whole annihilation and replacing of Safada with VTA came at the absolute most worst time. Uh, just a very, very frustrating time. Um, and so I, I you know, I, I think my best guess um, is I don't know anybody, uh, I don't know, Safada has been very quiet as far as who is moving the levers and things over there at uh, at Safada National right now? Uh, I know that Doug Hughes uh, was a Southern California president, and he he jumped off, uh, and he actually canceled his membership. So uh, that was posted on Facebook. Uh, I know that this Andrew Osborne guy uh, had aspirations of of I don't know what. Uh, maybe he wanted to be vice president or president but he he left uh the whole organization too and so my guess is that shell hamill is the person that is moving the levers and doing whatever's going on in safada because that's the only person that i see that's involved with advocacy that's been going up in front of everybody um and this cap o'rourke guy besides doing one interview a very good interview with uh with congressman uh tom cole I haven't seen him at all, and I think he might even be on, like, summer vacation for the next three months or something like that, some long period of time. So it's Shell Hamill uh, is is the vice president, and I guess she's running the show, and I think that's a reasonable guess. Uh, and uh, with, with what's going on with VTA, it, it, it's, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't know anything but to be frustrated right now. Uh, there's, we now are up over 70, it might be nearing 75 people that are on, have signed on to the HR 2058. This was the bill that, uh, you know, VTA went off and said was supplanted and called it dead. This is the bill that, uh, uh, Kevin Skipper went off called dead. This is the bill that, uh, was, uh, called by, uh, uh, Dimitri is dead, uh, that it was a nice try, folks, but, you know, that's it. You know, some things don't work. Get used to it. Um, and, and, and when that was happening, they, this was when the, the people had about 40 people signed on to it. Now it's got roughly 75. It might be 73. I don't know the exact number. More people are coming on. It's like every single, as we, it seems like as we get to closer to the election, it's like five a week maybe five, three, four week, but it's a constant hum now of people signing on to this. So let's do the quick math. Uh, there's uh, 434, uh, there's 434 uh, congressmen, and, uh, and that's, uh, there's 101 senators, so that makes the 435, I think that's how it works, and the 101, I think, they kind of give either Puerto Rico or, or there's like a non-voting one or it actually might be the vice president of the United States who counts as the, the last vote because the vice president's the chairman of the, the head of the Senate. 
Anyway, 435 slash 2 equals 217. And so uh, 217, and I go 75 divided by 217. Right now, we've got 34% already signed on to this bill needed to pass it. 34% of the House of Representatives who would be needed to pass this bill have already signed on to it. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. I mean that that is that's not nothing. Uh and I think we should be asking for this bill to go to a floor vote. I mean uh, I I don't know how the whole process works obviously, but this is just a simple bill. I think we need to get this thing and, and, and get it up there and get it onto a vote pretty soon because uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff going. I guess they're gone for vacation for a period of time, but uh, let's let's talk to Speaker Ryan and get this thing to, to a vote. I, I would like this. I would like to all the people that want to vote against it to you know if they're going to vote against it this year, have them vote against it now. We can bring this thing back up again. Uh, but if they want to vote against it, uh, I would like to get their name and number. Uh, for all the ones that vote against it, so that that can be used to uh, to freak them out and to uh, to get them out of office. So uh, I think as a vehicle, we've got we've got 75, which equates to roughly 34% of the 51 the 51% that needs to pass the thing. And uh, there it is. So uh, I, I've digressed a little bit into this, but uh, so I was going back to to Shell. Uh, you know, with this tax is coming out, and and Safada has has greatly been weakened. I don't know. Nobody knows, frankly. I don't think anybody knows what the fuck Safada is doing right now. And if anybody does, I I mean, it, it, there there's a guy over there named uh, Robert uh, who uh, sends out these things, and it's almost like Safada is like on autopilot. You know, it's like some news comes out from them, uh, but that's all. You just it's it's like this. Uh, it's like. Uh, Something, it's like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. You know, the chocolate's coming out just a little bit, but nobody knows what the hell's going on. It's a bad analogy because that chocolate was good. Um, there's not the, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Safada. I don't know what the fuck is going on with, with Shell Hamill and her stewardship of this. Nobody knows and, and nothing's going on. You have uh, the Safada chapters that are, 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 I guess, looking for direction. And in California, we need to fight this thing. There's a organization called CSFO, uh, which is a California smoke-free organization. Uh, I think though, if you go to the website, it's CaliforniaSmokeFree.org, and uh, then you uh, go to. Uh, I mean, they're, they're trying to do something. I I don't know what they're trying to do, but at this point, I'm more power to whoever can do something in California, and. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a matter of ego. Maybe it's Shell's ego. I don't know whose ego. Uh, but why the hell did this whole board fight go down now and right at this critical juncture with taxes and ballot measures that there is no concise leadership on a national level uh, that that's poking its head up? So we just watched Pennsylvania go down. Uh, California's in jeopardy. Uh, and then there's other states out there, obviously, that are fighting theirs. Things Chicago before it, and uh, and there's no there's no communication out to everybody, um, and it's frustrating. And, and and I'm frustrated. And if 
you know, if, if Shell's legacy is to the tank Safada, I, I sure hope that's not the outcome because that would be horrific uh, for all of her customers and everyone because Safada was a, you know, it's, it's sad of me. I'm already speaking of it in the past tense and it is not dead yet. Uh, but uh, I want to know what they're doing. Um, so I'm frustrated. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I'll check to see if there's any callers because uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's sort of a ramble right now. So uh, I'll go to somebody else's ramble right now. And uh, this is Understudy from uh, from the Plumes of Hazard. I believe his name is Sean. And he, his attitude is, I understand some of his sentiments, uh, but I disagree with some of, some of it. But I disagree with some of his sentiments also. So uh, I'm going to play it and murder it up by stopping and starting it. Here we go. Yeah, you can find this at Plumes of Hazard. That is the if you could type, go into. Uh, YouTube, type in Plumes of Plumes Hazard is the, the thing. And this is called Understudies State of the Industry Address, uh, published July 14th, 2016, uh, 1738 views. It's four o'clock in the morning. What? we fighting for all right so i have uh stayed pretty tight-lipped about the state of the industry and how i felt we're going to come through this in the end um but if i'm being completely honest i'm, I'm sick of holding all that shit in here so uh gather around kids it's uh time to have a heart to heart this one's going to be rough. I do have a script because I have a lot to say. So the truth, the truth is, guys, right now, at this particular moment, we are fucked. Small business, probably toast. Medium business, maybe you'll get lucky. Large business, eh, maybe a slightly bigger chance that you'll get lucky. Bear in mind, that's best case scenario. I'm going to disagree right off the start. Um, it's small business is not fucked. Actually, small business on the national level is the best situated. Um, it's it, there on the national level. If you take the national as an aggregate throughout all the states, uh, you know, uh, the, these taxes have not hit in California yet. Uh, there's still a chance to fight them. Uh, Pennsylvania is certainly in, in, in a dire, dire state right now. Uh, but there's other states where small business is that uh, the, the, things are not going to change much for two years. Worst case scenario, worst case scenario, status quo. Uh, literally status quo and there's going to be a flood of new products that are coming to market so there's ample products to go to uh, if they were mixing in shop they get to continue to mix in shop so small business is pretty good a uh, medium business I mean for two years 
everybody's in okay shape on from the federal level on the federal side we're all okay for a period of time um and you know uh we're okay we're, we're it's it, we're not dead yet we got two years and three years on another on another time frame and i'll go back to it uh that we stole will be getting in new hardware that the FDA can't regulate an item with the current laws that they have on the books. The current deeming rule is not deeming finished good products that have no relationship to nicotine as a tobacco product. They can't do it. They cannot do it um, as a matter of the law. So uh, I did listen to Dimitri's broadcast with uh, with Greg Conley. He was asking Greg some questions, and and it, I think he was trying to attempt to answer uh, to respond to me, where I was saying uh, that that items like hardware without nicotine won't be controlled. And he got uh, Greg to say, "Well, maybe." Uh, so he gave a undefined answer. Uh, but I still think that CVA USA, which has companies that have are are based out of uh, the United States uh, have have a have operations that are out of the United States. I'm I'm almost darn sure that Aspire has warehousing that is owned by them in the United States, as does Joytech, as do these other people. That they are warehousing items uh, as part of their company within the United States, uh, and or they have distributors that are very closely aligned and tied with them. So I want to know if they will continue to be bringing in newly designed hardware products. And uh, Dimitri stopped short of answering that question. And as I mentioned to you uh, before, I had a, a call. I talked to uh, Matt Cully, who does the Suck My Mod broadcasts on uh, on YouTube. And uh, let's see what he said to me. Uh, he did get back to me the last time I mentioned it. Uh, he hadn't gotten back to me yet. Let me see what he said. Uh, hold on, let's see. Uh, he talked to one of the companies. He said that their lawyers are looking at it, and they were not sure yet. So um, I think they know what they're going to be doing. Um, I think them as a set do. Maybe individuals don't. I think that we'll be getting new hardware. And so, so going back to where this is, is uh, under studies video, uh, I don't think we're all fucked yet. I don't think that people need to panic. And now there are some people that have said, and, and one of the people that said uh, this was Chris Hughes, said in, in Pennsylvania that uh, his store was down about 30%. Um, and I, you know, I don't think that vaping has gone down 30%, and I don't think that the nature of vaping has gone down 30%. So I'm thinking that there's oversaturation of vape shops that have occurred inside of that area, but then he did say uh, that he he doesn't have very many vape shops around him. So th there's anecdotal evidence that uh, maybe some vape shop business is going down. Um, and then in California there's been a fall off to the tune of maybe 15 to 20 percent maybe 10 to 20 percent 
because of the new law that went into effect that stopped people that are 18, 19, and 20 years old from buying any vapor products in a vaping shop. So you have to be 21 or over, and uh, so that's the law in California. So that took down businesses. So the e-liquid companies are going to continue for two years, uh, and then so are so is everybody. So every, it's we're not dead yet. I mean, it's uh, I think some of the angst maybe is is created because every single e-liquid and hardware manufacturer is busting their ass to put out new products, and they're very inaccessible. Uh, maybe that's why. Uh, maybe why that's why some of the direness of this but so I disagree that we're all fucked uh, and I guess if I if I were to swing over to that side that we're all fucked uh, I wouldn't be doing a podcast uh, at all I would just pack it up so I don't think that and so uh, let me go back to the audio here uh, maybe a slightly bigger chance that you'll get lucky this probably toast medium business moment we are fucked. Small business, probably toast. Medium business, maybe you'll get lucky. Large business, eh, maybe a slightly bigger chance that you'll get lucky. Bear in mind, that's best case scenario. As things stand right now, it's not worst case. It's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, we kiss all of vaping. Bye-bye. But why? How could they do this to us? Here's the unfortunate truth, guys. Um, vaping will not go bye-bye. It, it, if nothing else, uh, a giant company will be making e-liquid, and maybe there's only one giant, the one Coca-Cola. It's not going away. You you can't take 24 million vapors in the United States and suddenly turn it off like a spigot. Uh, and the FDA doesn't even think that they're going to do that. We did this to ourselves. Okay, now here is another problem that I have is that there has been this massive self-loathing blame about uh, what vapors have done to ourselves. And, and this started off with Dimitri's whole, uh, the whole labeling campaign, this uh, vape-free youth. Everybody's like, you know, oh my God, these labels. Well, you know, those labels have had zero effect on all of the, all, on the taxes, on the uh, FDA regulation, on uh, on any of the things that are being actually done. Now, the only time there's been something that's happened with these labels uh, is in I've been in city councils where these where this one lady that went all around California picked up her bottle and she and it happened to be unicorn puke and she said, "Look at this! It's unicorn puke! It's unicorn puke! See, that's the kids! That's the kids!" So, yeah, I mean, there was that that's going on. But here's the thing is that if everybody changed immediately and and just, you know, just, you know, a, a magical flip of a switch, all those labels were gone. You know what? That that same very same lady is not going to go and throw away her bottles. She's going to still walk around and say, look at it. Here it is. It's unicorn puke. It's unicorn puke. So it's out there. It's out in the wild. The horse jumped the gate. It's there. It's just part of the landscape. So, but people are blaming, you know, on Facebook, you know, look at these guys' labels. Look at these guys. Oh, these are terrible labels. But that's not what happened. The FDA is not going around uh, talking about labels. They're, what their FDA, and when they do make their argument, they're talking about flavors. And they're not talking about labels. 
So uh, they're also not talking about cloud chasers. We did not do this to ourselves. Vapors sprung up in a system of under the MSA, and the MSA uh, is the Master Settlement Agreement, and it was a 500, it was a half a trillion dollar settlement, uh, which is a lot of money, and a lot of that money was earmarked to create these uh, anti-vaping, or anti-smoking groups. And there's a lot of people that make their salaries by fighting anything to do with smoking. And the battle for smoking is more or less won. Uh, it's 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 at the point where it's almost, you know, it's it's very it's it's been crushed down significantly. That you know, it, it's at I think it's at ten percent in California. It's been really smashed down. Uh, and they don't know what to do with their time anymore. Uh, the education uh, isn't going to help out, but there's a huge, there's millions and millions and billions in cases. Uh, you know, over the time, I think that, that uh, over the time, I think the, that uh, campaign for tobacco-free kids, $500 million over the years is what they've been able to spend. There's a lot of money that gets earmarked to these people. So it, it, that those people existed and still exist and are fighting for their jobs uh, by attacking vaping and so you know the, the boogie the first boogeyman that they had was smoking is a real boogeyman now they're using vaping as a boogeyman and they and it doesn't matter how good it is uh, how how much beneficial that these people are marching up and down fortunately the FDA has not bought into all of their hype completely. They're, they're holding the line to a degree. And that's a controversial statement, but all I can tell you is that uh, 2009, they attempted to stop it. They got pushed back in the courts. In the last six years, the FDA has done nothing. And it's going to be another two years before the FDA does something. So that's eight years that they've been holding off. And in the meantime, uh, all these anti-vaping groups have been going around the states causing taxes and all this other stuff. Now, this is, you know, for, for long-time listeners, they'll realize that I got banned off of ECF for creating a post that basically said we don't need to focus on the FDA. The FDA is a slow bureaucracy. And what we have to focus in on is on states and local things. And I got pushed back from all sorts of people. One of them was Dimitri, who said, no, no, you know, uh, th that's not the way to go. State and local fights are not the uh, thing. He said he disagreed with what I was saying, disagreed with everything I was saying. The whole post that I got booted off of ECF is like, don't worry about the FDA as much as the state and local battles. One of the things I said was, uh, it'll get to the point uh, where you'll be uh, told that you can't vape in your car because it, you'll they'll pull you over for distracted driving. Uh, and that will come before, and the taxes will come before the FDA ever comes about. Now, you know, Dimitri has changed his tune, but won't acknowledge it. But now, now he does think that, you know, maybe the state and local fights are, are something that are important. But my point is, going back to Sean's uh, understudies video, is that we didn't do this to ourselves. We did not cause this. 
do not be ashamed of yourself or cloud chasing. If none of that existed, the same outcomes that we are seeing right now would happen. If, if people watch the little uh, douchery thing uh, where uh, Samantha B did on her show, which is a funny little segment, I watched it again recently. She implied that, uh, you know, uh, vapors are some douchebags. But you know what? Uh, she mm-hmm. thinks everybody, every guy is a douchebag. I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it's, you know, it was not a, it was a funny thing. And it did not treat vapors meanly. It treated them harmlessly. Um, we didn't do it to ourselves. Uh, and so I'm going to start this back up again, but... Uh, and and here is I'm looking at this guy and he is clearly emotional here. So I'm I'm not going to make light of that, but I am hopefully going to disagree with him in a way that he might feel a little bit more encouraged. You do this to us. Here's the unfortunate truth, guys. We did this to ourselves. As a good friend told me, at the very least, we bent over and let them fuck us right up the ass. This isn't for every person who listened to calls to action, donated when they could, were. You know, we're positive representatives to vaping as a whole. Um, see those who dress half decently at uh, council meetings. You know, there's been this whole fake thing that people are, are showing up to council meetings not dressed well or, or swearing at them and stuff. You know what? It's never happened. It's it just hasn't happened. One guy uh, j- dressed as Jesus is the only guy that I know that uh, dressed in a slightly provocative way. Everybody else dressed normally. Nobody is going around shouting and spitting and saying fuck you in all these places. And then, you know, it's a, you know I'm frustrated because I hear every time this says, well, we need to get these people to city councils, but we need them to be, we need to tell them what to do. We need to tell them not to, to say fuck you to everybody and stuff like that. Who, who are these people hanging out with? I mean, I, you know, the, the people that say fuck you and all that stuff, they don't show up to these uh, council meetings. They never would. You know, you're berating the the, the activists uh, by implying that they're, I don't know, maybe that, did that make sense? I think it did. Oh, um, see those who dress half decently at uh, council meetings. This is for the rest of you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I, I, you know, you fuck off. I hate it when somebody just, just blanket fuck yous everybody. If you want to tell somebody to fuck off, you do it specifically. You just don't fuck off a whole category of people. Fuck you. That's what he's saying. This is for the rest of you. So who is it? All of us. Every Everybody listening to this show... Uh, Sean has a message to you. Fuck you. You all bitch and moan now. I'm going to tell you some things that I know. I have watched Safada tear itself apart due to egomaniacal politics and personal agendas. Okay, so here I'm, 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 I'm back on board with Sean. Uh, I've I've watched that same thing. I'm just as frustrated as him. Uh, he's probably seen it in a way that I haven't seen it. Uh, geez, I'm an asshole for even complaining about Sean just a few seconds ago. Uh, but uh, but yeah, what is Shell doing? Tell me, Sean, please. I watched one of our best advocates get cast out as a response. Okay, I'm gonna assume he's talking about Cynthia. That was done by people protecting us, not the FDA. By the way. 
we won't be renewing our membership. I've so I guess Plumes of Hazard was a uh, member of Safada. They won't be renewing. That's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, where is Safada? I totally agree with, with Sean here. Where, where is Safada? What's going on? As somebody uh, outside on the periphery, as I am, I don't know. Uh, and they're not communicating. And uh, I've gone back in other shows. If, you, if you're a long-time listeners, know that I believe the world has two major problems. That is communication issues and mechanical breakdowns. And uh, Safada is not communicating seen large, and I mean large, vape companies say that it's against personal policy to donate to advocacy or trade organizations because they don't want to help their competitors, and they feel that they will be fine. I kind of don't think that that's such a big thing, uh, but it might be. I, I, I think that there's a lot of companies that donate to advocacy, and I don't think there's a lot of them that are beating their chest that they're not donating it. Uh, so if he has a company that says that, that that instead of just casting an aspersion to whoever may be large, name names, name names. We don't have time to deal with ambiguity. Sean, please name names. This has happened, and it's disgusting. It is 100% absolutely fucking disgusting. I've watched hearings where representatives have passed out handouts with trademark infringement la infringing labels of children's products. They absolutely saw it. They absolutely used it. I've watched... I've never seen anybody complain about a trademark infringing anything in any hearing ever. The only thing I've ever seen is, look at this... It looks like it looks like candy, uh, or it looks like you know it looks like this. I've never say, uh, seen something you know, uh, even the most famous famous one, which was Rocket Pop, that went up in front of the Senate. Uh, they were not saying it's it's Rocket Pop's image. That's not what was said there. Companies capitalize off that controversy. I've watched companies release brands specifically to piss people off. And I've watched people buy it. I've watched people buy into it, and I've watched their numbers soar through the fucking roof. That's awful. Fucking awful. I've watched a million people that know nothing about politics claim to be experts and know the solution when they don't know shit. I'm one of those people. I listen more than I speak. I don't really know shit. And I've watched multiple groups crop on, up under these ideals and split what little funds any of them actually have to fight in the first place. Okay, that's something I totally agree with him on. Uh, that uh, if you listen to my, my shows at the beginning, I was saying we need to standardize, standard on size and safada. Uh, and now I look like an idiot, obviously, because Shell Hamill's doing whatever the fuck she's doing. I'd have no fucking clue. And uh, my whole premise was let's standardize and safada. Let's build up one big ruthless organization and 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 support that. Now. I don't know where people, if I was a business, I don't know where to put my money. Uh, I don't know how to fight it, and, and I better fight for myself in that situation. Under these ideals and split what little funds any of them actually have to fight in the first place. We, are we have consistently been divided as advocates, as vapors, and we are fucked. On the other side of that, though, I've watched a million people do nothing, expecting someone else to save vaping, then complaining that it's too late, and they were failed by these other organizations when they did nothing themselves. You don't know how many times I've heard somebody say, 
this organization has never done anything for me. What has this organization done for me? What the fuck have you done for yourselves? What have you done to benefit vaping rather than blame organizations for failure? I've watched major Facebook groups. Well, I understand what he's saying there on both sides. I think what he might be not counting is that there are a lot of people that are asking for money. Uh, you've got the vaping militia asking for money, and as far as I can tell, and I'm pretty good at knowing things as far as, you know, the vaping militia is concerned, all they do is go to various vape events, uh, preach to the choir, talk to people that are vapors already, and travel to shows, and go back from shows and hotel expenses and whatever. That's all they do. They don't do anything but going to vape events. And then they then they rail against people. They, they say, oh, you should have been doing this. The exact same thing, which is like, you should have been doing this. What has this organization done for me? What the fuck have you done for yourselves? What have you done to benefit vaping rather than blame organizations for failure? I'm not sure if it's the organizations that are being blamed for failure, but it's they should be blamed for having their hand out looking for money and making the message uh, of what needs to be done to support businesses uh, fuzzy, ambiguous, uh, cloudy. You know, should you, uh, you know, for a long, should you, should any business ever give any money to uh, the vaping militia or should they do charity events to do it? Of course not. All they do is go to shows and, 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 and do their own. They sell their juices. They got their own stuff. It's a, it's a for-profit business that, that gets donations to, to themselves. They're not a 5013C or anything like that. And it's, uh, you know, it, 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 they self-serve, which is fine. But if, if there's people that think that they should give money to the, the vaping militia and then they're, they're thinking that they should give money to CASA and they're thinking that they should give money to uh, Safada and they think they should give money to VTA and they think they should give money to, to Vista and they think that they should give money to the TVECA and they think they should give money uh, to uh, the smoke-free associations and then they think that they should give money to their state association and they think they should give money to their surrounding state uh, associations you know that's a whole bunch of shit that's a whole bunch of different places you know and where it it becomes confusing with so many people coming and asking for the same people it, it's like if you ever donate to anything and they if they if they somebody asks you to donate for something and you do it on the phone, like the, the policeman's union comes and they ask you for a donation. As soon as you donate, you get put on a list. And then everybody, they, they all share their list. You know, the policemen sell to the firemen, you know, they all change. And as soon as you donate once, they know you're the type of person that would be a donator. And then you get a flood of calls coming in. So there's these businesses out there and they don't know they're frozen. And I've talked to people that said that they're frozen. They don't know what to do. And that's because there's so many different organizations. And when, when, when Sean has somebody saying, what do they do for me? Well, if somebody says, what does the vaping militia do for me? How do they help my business? I can tell them with 100% assurity that they do nearly exactly squat, zip, nilch nothing you know a big goose egg 
in supporting businesses out there. They, 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 the vaping militia runs around and, you know, and then they, they get up there and they jump. I want, I'm, I got this visual of Robin Barsky, uh, up in over at a, a VPX, I think it was Vegas. Uh, and she's like, I don't want to fight for the bad ones. I only want to fight for the good ones. So you can all fuck off. You know, that's the message that that's what it was. That was the key deliverable out of, uh, the, the vaping militia that is if you if you boil all of their contribution down it was it was that and so when sean is saying that people are complaining about that these organizations are not getting it done some of that stuff with the vaping militia is causing that and and you know Kassaw is not situated Kassaw has a very dedicated specific discrete mission is that they are focused on consumers and so it's fantastic for businesses to donate to them but Kassaw makes no bones about it that they are focused on consumers so they try and deal with consumers and and, and a whole bunch of things like that and they also try and help out uh, you know, vape shops with local things like Alex Clark uh, puts out a ton of information. So th- there's a lot of good stuff there. But you, for businesses to fight their state laws and all this other stuff, and what I think that Sean is getting confused with is that that there's too many people asking for handouts. And then there's charlatans uh, like what I consider the vaping militia who have a, you know, they hold up a placard that says they're going to do all this shit, but if you peel and look to the side, you see a bunch of bozos that go to every single vape event, and that's all they do. They set up their booth, they sell their e-liquids, and they don't do anything else like that. So if you want to donate to that, you're going to get no money back. You're going to get no return on your investment, is what I meant to say. And it's a confusing situation, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm sorry for the ramble, and, you know, if you guys want to turn it off, just turn it off, uh, but... Uh, you know what what i said earlier is and i said in the initial shows is that we need to standardize to one and i'm blown away and i'm frustrated in the exact same way i'm simpatico here with sean on my frustration to have watched what has now happened with safada how it got blown apart because that was my big idea everybody rally to one this is the this is the exact words i used we should rally to one and that one should be safada we should support that and use that because it's a national organization with state things and that that was the existing structure now uh, what it appears is that shell Hamill did a power grab took over the reins of safada uh doesn't have a fucking clue of what she's doing uh and uh i don't know is playing games with vta i don't know what the fuck shell is doing uh but i I imagine she's got her hands full with texas uh and her own shops and all this other stuff but uh you know uh took out the you know uh it's a train uh they 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 knocked the engine off uh and now they're trying to scramble to put another engine in and meanwhile all the all the cars and of the back of the train are sitting there standing still and you got uh indians uh all around poaching you know taking off uh shooting arrows into the uh the, the caboose uh because the train ain't moving so i don't know what is going on with safana i'm very very frustrated by it uh you may or may not enjoy that analogy, but I don't know, it's on the fly. Rather than blame organizations for failure, 
I've watched major Facebook groups, major groups put outright bans on advocacy content because they were sick of seeing it. Yeah, I, I know why. That, you know, I totally understand and get that. You know, you, you've, you've got advocacy people, again, the, the, the fucktards, uh, I mean, the vaping militia. They go around pounding their, you know, you got to be, you know, advocacy, advocacy. And there's some people that are, like, doing the advocacy. They, they've made their fucking donation, but they want to get on with their lives. They want to do their vaping, and they want to be able to, to, to it's like, it's like, a section of the paper, you know, there's the front page, the fucking grisly things that are going on. Like right now, you can turn on CNN and you can watch a live coup going on in Turkey as the military, uh, as a fringe military group is trying to take over the government. I could be watching that right now. Uh, but instead, I'm talking about all this stuff. So there's there's that section of the paper. And then there's the section of the comics. And then the, you got the sports page and you got the living page. Now, for some of you younger people, uh, there used to be something called a newspaper. It was delivered to people's doors. And it, it was the sections of the paper. And you could take one section out and, and another section out. And then you could hand those sections to various members of the family. And they could each read those things. So... Uh, you know, some people would uh, only want to know about the sports page. So there's people out there that want to talk sports. They want to talk sports. They don't want to talk politics. And there's those groups on Facebook. So they're talking about their sports. They're talking about, uh, you know, maybe they're talking about uh, arts and entertainment. And they're, they're talking about those things. They, they read the front page. They know what they're doing with the front page. They've paid attention to advocacy. And they know what's going on. But they've set up a group to talk about sports or talk about arts and leisure one of the two you know and then you got the vaping militia or some other assholes come in there and go we want you to be thinking about advocacy and all this other shit and then you know what the group mod says is going we said no advocacy content you want to do advocacy content go the fuck somewhere else but you don't do it here because that's the fucking rules of the game. That's our little club. This is a, just a little little club in, in Facebook group. And, you know, if you want to talk about advocacy, I will join you over in that other group. But don't do it here because we're we're on fucking sympathy overload. There's something called compassion, uh, compassion fatigue. And people cannot just fucking live advocacy 100%. Most people. There's other people like, you know people like me that read all this stuff i mean i, I you know i i i you know i i swim in it but that's my own choice there i fully understand that there's other people that want to have a nice day that want to have a life and and i think that that's been missed on sean and so many other people you know if people want to just talk about sports or talk about the weather let them do it it does not mean they're not involved with advocacy at other times just cannot beat everybody's head over and over and over in advocacy and expect, you know. Oh, and then that's the other thing. There's some real assholes in advocacy, too. There's some assholes out there. And they think that, I guess maybe I'm only thinking about the vaping militia. There's some assholes in, va in, the, in the vaping militia and advocacy. Let's just be generic. There's some assholes in advocacy that think that if they just go and say, I'm an advocate for vaping, that makes it okay that they're an asshole that makes it okay that that somehow justifies the way they're conducting themselves so you know if a lady gets up there and tells people to fuck off just because she's saying it from from advocacy doesn't mean she's being a rude rude person to a lot of people out there you know and maybe you agree with her on that particular thing but you know anyway 
Facebook groups. Major groups put outright bans on advocacy content because they were sick of seeing it. Con and, and I've watched advocacy content over the course of three years of doing this go largely ignored next to the shittiest of handcheck. Okay, you know, you have to you have to agree anybody's ever watched the Plumes of Hazard, the first half an hour is a hand check. It's the first half, full half an hour is them talking about what's in their hands. They all go around. It's a hand check. It's a hand check. You know, what do you, what do you got? What do you got? And so, you know, here's, here, there's some sort of people that uh, don't like hand checks now in the vaping world. Uh, who the fuck cares about a hand check? You know, Dimitri posts four or five hand checks, you know, well, probably post two to one to two hand checks every single day every single day and nobody everybody agrees that he's an advocate so you know hand checks are fucking who how is it that people are obsessing on hand checks you know it's a big world facebook represents the big world there's a lot of people that are vaping that just you don't need to have them be doing all of this stuff all the time and the people that should be the most concerned are not vapors they should be the vaping businesses so if sean's going to talk about what the vaping businesses are doing uh, he's he's in better standing when he when it comes to facebook that's what i would say three years of doing this go largely ignored next to the shittiest of handcheck I've been on stage with fellow advocates to talk about saving this industry, only to be interrupted by an event host to make an announcement about the cloud comp. I've then watched that comp gain two times the number of listeners. Yeah, it was never a really wise idea to be pitching advocacy and measuring advocacy at vape events. Every single business there, uh, you know, maybe you want to go around to the business and business day and, and walk around and talk to every single booth. But, you know, while an open convention is going and there's a cloud contest going and you're having simultaneously a, a thing where you're going to watch, uh, uh, you know, Joe uh, stand up and go, oh, today is uh, August uh, 8th, 2018, and the whole industry is dead. Now, here's the thing is if I was in that audience, uh, I, I watched the video. What, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to sit there and watch Joe be a fucking idiot? Joe Barnett, I'm talking about. Watch Joe be a fucking shithead, tarred idiot? Listen to his fucking idiotic shit that he puts out of his mouth? Am I supposed to do that? Or should I go and watch the cloud contest? Or hopefully there's, you know, uh, uh, you know both genders going. And, uh, you know, uh, watch uh, some uh, vape models uh, blowing clouds. What, what do you think is a better use of my time? Well, I'll tell you, it, it, it's the vape model contest by a long shot, because either I have to listen to Joe Barnett say things that are inaccurate and wrong, and I'm going to have to argue with him, and I'll have to argue with him in public. Either I can say, wait a second, Joe, you're fucking wrong. The whole industry does not just close down in two years. It just doesn't happen. And then he's going to go, oh, of course it does. You know, what, what, am I supposed to get into a kerfluffle with him at the time? Should other people listen to that just rank amateur bullshit? 
uh, you know, and then and because they're being told the vaping militia is going to talk to them about advocacy, should I go and listen to Shell Hamill when she says uh, the FDA is requiring in vitro testing? That means they're going to be killing rats. They'll be testing on animals. Shell, I, I don't know how long you've been in the medical field, but in vitro testing means in a tube. It's test tube. It's Petri dish. Animal testing is animal testing. In vitro testing is in a fucking Petri dish. So I'm, I'm supposed to listen to bullshit. Uh, and because other people don't want to listen to the, you know, the first grade of vaping advocacy at a vape event where they could be making business relationships, uh, that's supposed to be a bad thing. Though quotients and the, and the way that people are measuring advocacy... Oh, look at a vape expo. I was at ECC uh, about a year ago now, uh, and it was just as hot as it is today. And today, uh, it's hot enough to give me a migraine. It's 100 degrees outside. It was 100 degrees out there. People were walking all around, and all you know, it was when you walked out of one building to the next building. I mean, you had to get to the next building quickly. It was that hot. It was 100 degrees out Southern California. And they expect on a, on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon that people are going to pay for parking, pay to get in, wait through line, and then they're going to suddenly sit down and listen to an advocacy thing, and they are going to suddenly get religion. There was not a single smoker in that whole group. Not a single smoker could be converted into a vapor at that show. Everybody that took off their Saturday or their Sunday to go to ECC was already a vapor. There was no, oh, look, you know, let's give them a starter kit. Everybody knew the, what the fuck the score was. They were there because they were vapors. And if you could not tell that in the audience by looking around, you're, you're a chump. And so uh, there was an actual advocacy thing that, that happened. Uh, and people criticized that because, uh, because Cam did a vape model contest uh, right after people, Greg Conley and uh, Stefan and, uh, and uh, Julie Wurzner and uh, some other people went up there and talked advocacy. It's not, you're not changing hearts and minds uh, by having advocacy at vape shows. So, uh, you know, it. Uh, even after you know railing on this for for eons now, Dimitri is uh, doing the uh, the shift now. Now now Dimitri has said, well, it's just so long as they donate. Uh, no, actually, I'm I'm confused. Uh, that was uh, Phil Bersardo. Phil Bersardo gets about uh, my understanding is about five thousand dollars to attend some of these big uh, vape events, and he was saying that if he got paid. 10,000 that he was just going to have donate the whole 10,000 to advocacy or something like that. It's fucked up. Back to the back to the shit. Or more. But the cloud comp. I've then watched that comp gain two times the number of listeners. Or more. From the advocacy conversation, I would just like to to state that this specific instance that I'm talking about was after the regs dropped. Like, within two weeks. And still nothing. Still, it was better than most turnouts, but it was still unimpressive, largely. I have... Oh. I have seen... It, I've seen all of this. And it, it paints 
a very clear picture, and it pains me to say this, but, but we fucked ourselves. We couldn't mobilize in the fear and reality of massive interests that want to take us down, that want to... Okay, we did not fuck ourselves. The, the interests that were already mobilized against us before we ever got to this place. But we fucked ourselves. We couldn't mobilize in the fear and reality of massive interests that want to take us down, that want us gone. Instead, we dug ourselves deeper into a hole. We fought amongst ourselves. We fucked over each other and played politics and ego or just didn't care. So here's my advice to you. Plan an exit or get your shit together. At this point, it will take every vendor, every person. Every person will have to do every call to action. Donate what they have. Okay, well, I agree with some of that, but when he gets to uh, get out or every person doesn't have to work together, I can guarantee you that every person's not going to work together. So he's laying out this structure that we all have to work together, all of us, everybody, perfect unicism, uh, or we're fucked. And so that that's that's a recipe to be fucked. That's the only outcome. You will never get 100% of, of a group of people to do one thing together, ever. You won't even get... Even getting 80% is, is, is near impossible. Uh, and then, uh, in the world of vaping, if you could get 20%, uh, that would be something. Uh, what I'm saying is that we will not get everybody to work together. And so what he's going to say is, if we don't get everybody to work together, we're going to fail. Well, then he's just saying we're going to fail. Right now, what I think are the biggest problems are taxes, taxes, taxes. I've said before at the start of this year that this is going to be the year of the taxes. Uh, this is the year that they're really going to be pushing for them. It's only accelerated, um, and it's accelerated with the deeming. Uh, but as we see with uh, Pennsylvania, that taxes, uh, and now in California, and previously in Chicago, uh, and obviously uh, you know the, the hybrid, whatever it is, in Indiana... Uh, how that can dramatically hurt the industry quickly. So, I, you know, um, I'll play it. Every person, every person will have to do every call to action. Donate what they have. We have a small chance, and I'm not optimistic about it because I've seen the way this has gone, but I can dream. I can dream that maybe one day we will really pull our shit together. That's the end of what I have scripted for the most part. I can dream that we can pull our shit together. I can dream that we will come through this, but I'm not optimistic about it. I don't think we will. I don't think we will because I've watched this not go our way so many times. I have been doing this for three years. I have, I have been largely involved in advocacy for three years. I have donated a huge portion of my life to this industry. And I started so that I wouldn't be a smoker for my daughter, so that that cycle could break with me. And now I have to watch that all get taken away. Okay, uh, what he's saying is heartfelt, and I believe him 100%. Um, but I think he's being too negative, and if I could talk to him, I would try to have him be more encouraged. It's not, he said at the beginning of the video that the it's all going to go away. It's not all going to go away. 
it's it's not uh and and things will continue and what he did for his daughter by quitting smoking is obviously very valuable um it, there's a lot of disinformation out there a lot of people think it's going to cost incredible amounts of money uh 10 million dollars 5 million dollars 2 million dollars per skew i just was reading the uh the lawsuit uh, from uh, Nicopure. Nicopure asserts to the court that it will take them three quarters of a billion dollars, $740 million to get all their products approved by using the conservative estimates of the FDA, which is $350,000 per product. I, you know, I'm not happy to see that in the filing uh, because it's even, it, it, it even says in other sections of that same filing that, uh, that they're off by hold on a second I would do the math yeah that that uh it says in other sections uh that their numbers they they give two sets of numbers and one number is higher so it using the logic for 740 million if i use a more realistic number which is a number that was given by the FDA they they say that they're using a conservative number from the FDA of three hundred thousand dollars per product. That and later on they, the, there's a section of, if you read the whole filing that gives the real number that the FDA is saying. Uh, and so that seven hundred forty million would be three hundred twenty million. Uh, they're overinflating the number uh, because if I'm a judge and I'm looking at that and then I'm, as soon as I if I'm a judge I, I see oh these guys are saying it's going to cost them 740 million I'm then I would think of what is the other side going to say and the other side is going to say they're full of shit <laughs> and unfortunately from their own filing there's a difference of uh you know, uh, 740 minus, uh, there's a, a, a $410 million discrepancy in their own numbers by their own methodology. Uh, it's a garbage in garbage out. I mean, it's, it's a standard thing. If you, if they've taken garbage in and then they've massaged calculations on top of it and they got garbage out. And the worst part is, as I said, that they know other parts of that filing give the real numbers that that the FDA is saying and they're not anticipating anything what is known as a learning curve or uh, you know uh, efficiencies uh, you know or, or uh, shared shared learning or anything else they're assuming that each individual thing is done uniquely it's I, I think that the opposition lawyers will have a field day batting that 740 million dollars around and and it's going to be egg in the face um i don't think that now that's nicopures put that out there uh and now so azim is doing it a different manner i don't think that's nicopures uh i don't think that's a, a keller heckman's exact approach i think keller heckman has the best approach so far um it's the, it, frankly, what Keller Heckman is doing is the only thing that I think has legs. Uh, and and between the lawsuits, some of them are using the same arguments, uh, the same things, a pre, uh, egregious, uh, capricious, and uh, you know, there's some sort of law that says that the FDA can't do all of this uh, because it's capricious. Such so capricious is such a nice sounding word too, but it's negative. Um, I've digressed again. For the people that decided to not listen to the show, uh, they're 
at this point while they're not listening i'm sure that they're satisfied with their not listening choice for my daughter so that that cycle could break with me kudos kudos to sean uh i mean kudos and now i have to watch that all get taken away and i have to watch all of that get taken away not just because of the FTA, not just because of the government interests that are against us, but because we couldn't get our shit together as an... See, that's where I just don't agree with that. I just do not think it's us. These organizations were around. The, the people wanting, politicians wanting to tax, to get more tax money, did not start with vapors. We're just another one of their targets. The FDA started in 2009 working on this because the Tobacco Control Act was signed into law by President Obama in 2009. All this stuff was set in motion before vapors. We did not fuck ourselves this way. And at this point, we need to get over it. We need to start to react as businesses and not as... Uh, I don't know. We just need to react better. Uh, so, playing it again. Shit together as an industry because we didn't care enough about the lives that this saves. Oh, we care more than anybody. That's all we ever talk about is the lives that it saves. And frankly, it doesn't save any life because everybody's dying. Uh, it, it, it increases the quality of life and it stops lives from being cut short early. But it's not a fireman coming to the rescue it's uh i guess people think i'm a dick for even saying that but uh i did as an industry because we didn't care enough about the lives that this saves because we focused on petty stupid bullshit rather than saving lives now maybe he's talking about what shell was doing when she took over safada and whatever side deal she's got going with dimitri um I don't, you know, maybe I'm wrong on both of that. I know that she advertises on Dimitri's network, and I know that they are hanging out in Chicago together where Tony Aboond is up there on the same panel with them. So they're all hobnob. You know, there was this sort of, uh, you know, VTAs coming in to take out Safada, and then, lo and behold, uh, Shell uh, is is now the, the, the vice president, the acting manager of Safada. Cynthia's gone. And uh, VTA is uh, doing press announcements. So from an outsider's perspective, it sure looks like Shell and, and whoever was in Safada, you know, doused, uh, you know, got rid of what who was blocking them for their for their plans. And so uh, I guess I, I guess it comes down to uh, Miss Ms. Shell Hamill. Could you please explain what the fuck is going on with Safada? Because uh, nobody's talking. Uh, you took a vacation. Uh, for for personal reasons and for family reasons uh, while all this was going down for nine days I have seen no communication out from Safada people are freaking out I'm freaking out Sean from Plumes of Hazard understudies freaking out people are freaking out and Safada is just like going yeah we're going to work on our bylaws um and so I blame her. I blame you, Shell, for not communicating out what is going on with Safada, advertising with Dimitri, uh, whatever it is in the know, whatever you guys are doing in the know, the cutesy courtesy, you know, secrets that you're doing, uh, it, it has a real effect on other people trying to figure it out like me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak for Sean here, like Sean. Uh, 
I've got better. I'm not. I'm not speaking for Sean at all. Sean's speaking for himself, and uh, I've got no insights. Living lives. That's what we focused on. That's what we cared about. That's what we put stock in. My heart honestly goes out to every vendor that I've ever ever known that will be out of business. I feel so strongly for those people, the friends that I have made. What's putting people out of business is not a reduction in the amount of selection of e-juices. One of the situations that could happen with a company like Shell Hamble, she runs nine vape shops out of Texas. What could happen to her is that her e-liquid, you know, she, they mix, she mixes her own e-liquids and sells them out of her stores. Uh, she does it at a central location. Uh, and, and, you know, you can watch the video on YouTube. Uh, that, that maybe that stores that mix for themselves are not going to be able to do it. But in two years' time, I'm telling you, there are companies that will get past the FDA. And if you listen to the broadcast I did earlier this week, the FDA has hired 200-plus people to be looking at these applications. That's a gigantic number. That number blows me away. I asked them a question, whether or not they expect to be approving e-liquids. They answered back in the affirmative. I tried to keep the question as simple as can be. Are you guys going to be passing e-liquids? And they said yes. It was a little more detailed than that, but they are going to pass e-liquids. So maybe these shops that mix it in-house on their tables inside their vape shop and they are using that profit margin to, to stay in the business because they don't want to buy off-the-shelf branded products. Maybe that business model does go away, but that does not mean that another competitive chain of, uh, of companies is not going to simply sell branded products out of their vape shops. So if you're a vape shop and you have a current clientele, do not shut down your shop. Run your shop as best you can. Keep it going. You know, everything that you need to stay in business is not going to go away. You know, the food industry is the worst industry, apparently, for franchises. And, and well, actually, first, people start up and close restaurants all the time. It's a, it's a hard business to get into. So using them as an analogy, you are not going to run out of food in two years. There will be product to sell customers that will be e-liquids. And it will have that profit margin built in for a retail store establishment that you currently have now for branded national brands. It could get better on some brands and worse on some other brands, but that, that large middle ground of where you're at now for national brands or, or for brands, it's going to continue. Maybe a couple of your suppliers are going to go away, but there will be other suppliers. And if you look in the very first deeming document, it does talk that the number of suppliers may go down but the volume won't so if you're a vape shop you know there's going to be brands for you don't shut your doors and for these people that are you know I've heard Dimitri you know I've heard these other people just saying shut your shit down I don't like to hear that uh, not to somebody that has vape shops 
I don't like to hear any vape shop telling another vape shop to shutter their doors or another an e-liquid uh, company telling somebody to shutter their doors uh, because I'm suspicious of it. And, and it could be predatory pr business practices when something like that happens. And so uh, I urge you all to run your businesses best you can, but the apocalypse that is being pushed out so very often now is not going to happen. Who have sacrificed every vendor that I've ever, ever known that will be out of business. I feel so strongly for those people, the friends that I have made who have sacrificed their whole lives for that. Thankfully, I am, I am not in that position myself. If our business closes, so be it. But for a lot of other people, it will not be that way. I feel bad for the millions of smokers who are fucked because of our arrogance, of our ignorance, of our ego. It's not, we did not do it to ourselves. And our ego clearmizers did not do it to us either. Of our inability to work together and focus on what actually fucking matters. Okay, I totally, he, he, got, he got me there, that's true. He got right on. I do want to thank all the advocates out there who have worked tirelessly to almost no thanks. There are a lot of you, you know who you are. Uh, no. They don't. You should name them. Uh, they don't know who they are. Trust me on that. Uh, call them out. Uh, the people that you say are shits, call them out. Because if you don't, uh, then they all think they're shits. The people that uh, the, that think that they know who they are, I, I think there's a lot of people that are doing stuff that don't think they're getting thanked. Thank. Name names. Be, you know. Pissing me off. Um. And to all the people who really did what they could. And there are a lot of you too. The so everybody watching this video now thinks that they've done everything that all they could. I mean, uh, it, 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 there's this whole thing where, you know, everybody in the vape community is a bunch of assholes except for just uh, the few that are doing good. Everybody that's watching me are part of the few that are doing good. It's everybody else there's a bunch of assholes. And I'll say that now. All my listeners, you guys are all great guys. You're all great guys. And if you're listening to you, you're all doing what you need to be doing for the industry. you got an A gold star. Everybody else not listening to this, they're a bunch of fucking assholes. And they're the cause of the whole industry going down to hell. Same thing. Um, and to all the people who really did what they could. And there are a lot of you too. The problem is there just wasn't enough. Everyone else, take a look at yourself before you blame somebody else. I'm no exception to that. I'm sure I could have done more as well. Jim, he's not dead. Um, that is my, my thought process on this. We have that much of a chance left. Okay, that's it. I've uh, made an eight-minute video into something that was way too long. What you can do if you want to listen to that video without all of this stuff is just go to Understudy's State of the Industry Address. And uh, I think this is going to be a popular video. Uh, in the time that uh, I've been talking about it, it went from 1738 up into 1841. It's almost gained uh, 90 views in just that little time. Uh, 
So uh, there's 42 comments right now. This thing is going to go popular. And uh, I, I dare say that nobody's going to speak ill of it. They're going to say, finally, the truth. Hey, you, you said it, bro, blah, 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 blah. That's all it's going to say. Because if anybody were to, to say anything negative uh, about this, uh, they'll be trashed. <laughs> trashed and thrashed uh, on, uh, on the social medias. So uh, I'm not sure if I got anything else. I I, I would like to uh, uh, find out uh, from Sevia what their plan, what their members are going to be doing. I haven't been able to succeed on that. I would like to find out what the fuck is going on with Safada. Uh, find out what the hell Shell has planned for it. Uh, are they just going to go ahead and merge with uh, with VTA already? Are they just going to go ahead and do that? I mean, they're like making googly eyes with each other. You got Shell advertising on on smoke-free radio and, you know, giggling and stuff and hanging out in the same hotel rooms and shit. I mean, uh, if you're going to, if you guys are going to go and do it, just do it. All right. I mean, uh, I, I am a big believer in standardization. And if, uh, if there's going to be no choice between Safada and VTA, and that's what all the members want to do, then just do it. Uh, I mean, right now Safada is bleeding members off like, uh, nothing else. Uh, and, uh, I mean, when, when you have a former chapter president in Southern California say, I'm stepping down as president, and a few months later go, I'm disassociating myself entirely from the organization. You've got a problem. And these guys have, are putting out press releases going, yeah, we're working on the bylaws, you know, no sweat, no... You know, so I don't know. But uh, if... if uh, why uh, the Vapor Bar is advertising on... Uh, Here's the thing: is it's about while the, all the stuff was happening with uh, VTA and Safada, and, and we're hearing all this stuff about in 2015, they they had a disagreement over HR uh, 2058 and all this other stuff. While all that's happening, Dimitri starts this network and starts advertising and having Shell on as a guest and, and as an advertiser and all this stuff while she's a board member and then she becomes uh, you know uh, a vice president who seems to be the, the, the actual director right now too uh, I don't know I, I mean what, I, I don't know how else to explain it see if anything else has happened uh, oh how about this I mean it's it, so understudy might be picking up on the vibe from uh, from uh, Mr. Phil Bersardo uh, because Phil, I mean, what's what's killing people right now is our state taxes. That's what's putting people out of business. And and you know what happened in Chicago? Uh, what is going on in Indiana? The state stuff is getting people. So uh, Phil Bersardo put this out on July 9th of this week, and it says. I didn't know what to, to, to make of this, but he starts it off with, uh, Dear FDA, you're about to kill people. Your actions will cause people to die in three ways. Vapors will go back to smoking if they can't get the products they desire. Smokers will continue to smoke without the ability to try and purchase a wide variety and selection of products. The black market, which you are about to create, will put unsafe products into the hands of many. People will die. I hope you are prepared for blood for the blood that you will have on your hands. That's some pretty dark shit, Phil. <laughs> I mean, that's some pretty dark shit. 
Uh, I mean, I it's all it says. I mean, it, there's nothing else. Uh, there's there's no no comments enabled. I'm look. I'm on uh, tasteyourjuice.com, and there's this little message to dear the FDA. Uh, you're about to kill people, and uh, be prepared to have. Uh, I hope you're prepared for the blood that you will have on your hands. I don't know who he thinks he's talking to, but there is no person named FDA. There's just people there, and and that he's accusing them of uh, about to have blood on their hands. And when any human being is is told that they are about to have blood on their hands, they either go, "Well, shit, they caught me. I'm about to have blood in my hands," and that's not going to be anybody at the FDA, or they're going to go, "Who the fuck is this asshole?" Why the fuck are they saying this about me? This isn't true about me. This isn't true about the FDA. This is just another fucker out there that we, who doesn't know what the shit they're doing because I know that I work for the FDA and I'm not trying to do any of those things. So I don't know what he thinks he's achieving by, you know, he's a he's an e-liquid manufacturer. He sells his own e-liquid. He uh he's He's a uh, rebrander. He's uh, or that's not the right name. It's uh, he's got all these different flashing icons of. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much th- th- this site has more. Uh, well, let's see how many how many uh, different advertisements does he have running at the same time? Uh, count them. One, two, three. Uh, I'll just, that's one of his own, so I'll just count that once. I won't count any more of his own. Four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. He's got 26 paid advertisements blinking along in the sites, and I'm not including all of the different uh, advocacy ones. So he's got 26 blinking, clickable uh, advertisements and uh, and he's putting out this message to the FDA. Well, let's go through it. Vapors will go back to smoking if they can't get the products they desire. Well, vaping is not going away. They will be able to get vaping products. If their only thing is that they have to have a single selective flavor, if that company goes out of business, there will probably be another one to come back in. Uh, but... I, I dare say that there will certainly be at least 20 manufacturers. And I'm saying, I'm just using as a minimum here. I don't think there's any reason why you can't have 500 if it's done right. But let's just say 20 times 30. Uh, so uh, you're going to have 600 different flavors from uh, from various, at a minimum, you're going to have 600 flavors out there in the apocalyptic days. So vapors will go back to smoking if they can't get, if one of 600 doesn't turn their fancy. I don't believe that. So number one, I don't believe. Number two, smokers will continue to smoke without the ability to try and purchase a wide variety of, uh, and selection of products. That's not going to be true. That's not true. Uh, and number three, the black market, which you're about to create will put unsafe products into the hands of many. Well, how is that going to be? How are who's going to make these unsafe products, and what are these unsafe products? What vaping products, Phil Bersardo, do you think are unsafe and that will be made by other people? What are these unsafe products? You assert that there's vaping products that are unsafe. What are they? 
You think that uh, people are going to go back to mechanical mods? No, they're not going to go. They, there are plenty of electronics out there. It's not that. Is it that they're going to... What is the... It's, it's not the e-liquids. They're not unsafe e-liquids. Maybe there's some that are made kind of, you know, shadily. Uh, but even the stuff that is made shadily, you know, uh, a clean... It's... it's Most companies are, are making... Uh, the, the few in the uh, there's a few rare rare examples of somebody that, that are mixing e-liquid in in a situation that is not uh, hygienic but that is very rare and, and and even the smaller ones are it's it's rare uh, so anyway I saw that on the ninth of this thing and I just thought geez that's dark uh, that's just accusing the FDA of going out and having blood on their hands it's just uh, it's so 2013 uh, to me. That's the type of stuff that I saw happening in 2013. Uh, it's still another two years before the FDA does anything, Phil. Uh, so uh, you might want to pace your accusations of death-mongering FDA uh, and slow it down and then uh, re recapitulate yourself and, and refocus yourself and start to fight some Pennsylvania taxes and stuff like that. While this was going on on the 9th, I'm pissed off, on a, and this doesn't really have to do with Phil, other than he's much closer to this. Pennsylvania, because because Shell has redirected Safada to do its new mission of working on the bylaws, uh, and whatever whatever Shell's plans for 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 Safada, uh, it's like the entire radar is going on. How on earth did all of this stuff with Pennsylvania happen without anybody running up and down the halls going, "Oh shit," you know? Pennsylvania is about to get attacked. We better, you know, go in and talk to uh, the Congress, uh, uh, talk to uh, the legislature. We better uh, talk to the governor. We better go and talk to the. You know, no, I didn't hear any of that happen. And we you know the most recent thing, uh, you know, that uh, happened uh, with Safada in California, and this is like pre-shakeup, uh, is that they went in. Uh, and we're talking to the legislature on the ballot measure and the legislators going, you know, uh, we don't have any control of this. You realize that. And they're like, we're still going to talk to you. So, I mean, they, they're fighting as much as they can in California. At least they were. I, I don't know what the current status of the ballot measure is. I, I mean, that's, is it CSFO? Is it VTA? Is it, is it MBS? Is it, uh, is it Safada? Who's taking the lead on this one? And, uh, you know, uh, get ready, you know, maybe, maybe it's going to be, uh, dear RJR, can you come and help, uh, dear, uh, Altria, can you come and help, uh, dear Lorillard, uh, you know, uh, by the way, uh, Sigalikes aren't so bad, uh, can you help us? I mean, it might come down to that, and, uh, I'm not even sure, maybe that's the right way to go, uh, but, uh, you know, in California, there was a lot of fighting that happened, and there was a good radar. We knew this stuff was coming down, and it was being fought, and it was fought successfully. We won against Senator Leno. He then went into his bag of tricks, and he was able to use a budget crisis to, to twist something. And, and it looks to me that that's something similar that would happen in Pennsylvania. But here's what I'm saying, is that Chris Hughes in Pennsylvania, former Safada guy, uh, and that says something that he's a former guy, um, that uh, is closing down his shop. And how did us as a community not freak out about this? And so there's no clearinghouse right now. 
It's not Casaw. Casaw tries what they can, but Casaw is looking at it from consumer side. There's no clearinghouse either, whether it be VTA, whether it be uh, the state state groups, whether it be Safada. There's no clearinghouse for information to try and get a fight to go. Because I think if people knew that uh, 40% was about to be levied in Pennsylvania, if they were knew this two months ago when people apparently knew it was happening, one month ago when people knew it, that, that's something people could have marshaled their resources. And it didn't happen. So Shell, why didn't Safada do anything in Pennsylvania? I don't know. What else do I got? I'm not a happy camper. I still have my migraine. And uh, people should listen to that FDA webinar. I played the whole webinar live. Uh, people should listen to that webinar. FDA's told a lot of people a lot of different things, and they're telling people information, and nobody's still listening. Uh, it's not going to take uh, $2 million per product. It's not going to take $1 million per product uh, on the aggregate. Not even close. And... Uh, as I said in my last show, somebody called me out on it. Uh, yes, the FDA is anticipating that you are able to uh, do PMTAs as a grouping, uh, as a bundling is the term that they're using. Uh, so the cost, or the FDA is, is literally going around now. And it's funny because they have a lawsuit, law, multiple lawsuits on them, and they're going around to the media saying, yeah, these vapor guys, their numbers are way wrong. Um, and and that, that says something when the FDA is, is challenging you when they have an open court case on them. And what was that other thing? Chris, you want to give us a little wrap-up? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I don't know what's going to happen in PA. I'm going to continue fighting. Like I said, you know, the timelines are so bad with them being on recess right now. And, yeah, I mean, they're not going to – certainly they're not going to pull the legislators back to Harrisburg um, for a, uh emergency session or something for a couple hundred small businesses, particularly our businesses. I think you'd be shocked. I, 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 mean, I might be shocked. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to see. Uh, I, I think um, it's well, – I'm kind of in a revenge mode right now, quite frankly. Um, I want to wreck some people. There are people that did this to me that I literally felt were my friends. I mean, I talked to a lot of legislators and have dealt with a tremendous number of legislators over the last 14 months. People that I liked and respected voted for this bill that will put me out of business. And that's unacceptable to me. Well, so, a few a few weeks ago, Chris, uh, I don't know if you've been watching the VCC shows. Maybe you can go back and take a look. But a few weeks ago, I mentioned um, civil disobedience and when it, when to use it. If there is any time to have civil disobedience and demonstrations, even peaceful ones, but on a large, large scale in Harrisburg, I think if now is not the time, then when? Yeah, mm -hmm. I would tend to agree. I'd, I'd drive down for that. <laughs> well, um it needs an organizer and I know you're stretched thin already, but if anyone's listening in Pennsylvania who can put together something like that, I encourage it. I, I think it's needed. Club, put that shit together. So, uh, uh that was, uh, this is from, uh, that's Kevin Skipper. Uh, and, uh, he uh, wants to do civil disobedience and he's encouraging it. And then, uh, he wants, he wants Chris Hughes to organize it, 
and Chris is, is totally unable to do it. So then he throws out this sort of William Tell, you know, if anybody can hear the sound of my voice, please organize this civil protest in, in Pennsylvania for us all. I will encourage it. So he just uh, launches that bullshit out. And here's the thing. Uh, what he's doing next week is having his one of his little shows in Pennsylvania. And he's going to be running his little party, his uh, vaping convention circuit, which is a party. Uh, and uh, they're going to be all, you know, having high five and then doing all this other stuff. And uh, he's out there. Oh, I encourage people to do civil disobedience. I, I think you guys should be, you'd be surprised if you do something like this. Well, why the fuck doesn't he use his resources? And it, he's going to be flying himself up. He's going to be organizing all this other stuff. Why why doesn't he use the his resources to do something like that instead of just this whole? Well, if if you hear the sound of my voice, I encourage you to do it. And I don't understand how, because I was, I'm jaw dropped, you know, I get, this caught me by surprise. I did not know uh, that Pennsylvania was about to get whacked with a 40% tax. I just didn't know it. And, uh, you know, they are 3,000 miles away from me. And, uh, you know, uh, but I didn't hear like Safada screaming bloody murder. I didn't hear Kassaw screaming bloody murder. I didn't hear anybody. I found out about this when I see a picture of Chris's Hughes is, uh, you know, going out of business, uh, out of his, out of his shop. And then I look at, I look at the article and it says it says it happened. It happened on the 12th, I think it was, or the 11th, uh, that the vote was taken. And, you know, you just search Pennsylvania taxes, uh, electronic cigarettes or vaping and, and stories will pop up. It just happened. And so he's, you know, Kevin is going to be running a show bringing people up there, uh, having a party. Uh, but, you know, I, I just, I think it's hypocritical. I just hope the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I think people should listen to the whole show. Um, there's just this parts where Kevin Skipper's talking about how we're going to be going up there where he, he's worried about as, as people aren't going to show up, uh, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, how did Kevin not realize uh, that this was happening? How did everybody not realize? How can you be setting up a, a, a party for next weekend uh, and not realize that the state uh, for months now was was having this coming down across it? And then you'd be proclaiming yourself all about uh, vaping convention, you know? And, and maybe I'm being a tough grader. Maybe I'm uh, being too harsh, uh, but it's just at the end here when he says, oh, people should do something, but uh, anybody listen to me, do you do it? Facing that, um, so I'm glad that you, you brought that up, Jay, and someone in the comments said that. Um, we've had a couple of sponsors that told me over the last week that they're not going to be able to attend, partially because of the FDA situation and partially because of the Pennsylvania situation that just developed this week. Um, it already wasn't a, a huge event. Um, VCC events are never huge events. We're more of a medium sized and we try to focus on advocacy and um, getting smokers in the door. So, so I, I just, it blows me away. I mean, he's like, you know, some of, my, some of these people are dropping out. Well, yeah, they're, they're dropping out because they might no longer be in business. And it's, I don't know, I'll play a little bit more, but it's just, I guess I'm frustrated with people saying, I, with, with, I just watched Sean understudy. He's like, you know, the whole place is going to shit in the handbag. 
and then somebody else that comes up there and goes, uh, you know, uh, everybody needs to be doing everything, and uh, why don't you all go do it, and uh, I'll be just throwing a party up here. And we'll call it advocacy. We'll call it all about advocacy. Isn't that what everybody complains about, that, that shows are just parties? Doing anything like this uh, at, a sh at a vape event, uh, you know, there's something that's being done. Uh, I mean, it's some, sometimes it's really organized well, uh, and there's something going on at... Uh, at Vape the Summit uh, 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 that's happening, and they're very, very organized. They're so organized, I don't understand what they're doing. I mean, they're it looks like they're going to be uh, really fostering a global market for e-liquid makers and bringing in international buyers. That's what it looks like. Uh, I'm not even sure if it's open to the public at this point. I, it's but if you're a business and you're you know, and you're concerned about it, anyway, I digress too much. Again, I do have a migraine. So I don't want anyone to come out with any disillusions that it's going to be a massive event and they're going to walk away with bags of free shit. That's not something that we've ever advocated for anyway at VCC events. But if you want to come out and support the vendors who are coming to your state, not just the ones who are shops from, from your state that are coming, but the ones who are putting their, their money and their manpower and their hours into traveling to Pittsburgh to make this a great event for you, please come out and support them. I, think I, I, don't, I don't even care about supporting the VCC aspect. Come support the exhibitors and the vendors who are traveling there to give you mm -hmm. a fun weekend, to give you uh, accessibility to new products, maybe the e-liquid you'd never tried before. Come out and meet some of the great people that we have um, to talk about advocacy. Mm -hmm. I think the event could be bigger than last year's, Kevin. I think because of It's the not going to be exhibitor-wise, I can tell you that. But but for consumer wise, yeah, it's um, I'm, I'm hoping that for those vendors who did choose to remain on and, and come in light of everything that we're facing right now, that they're rewarded with a huge consumer turnout. And I don't see any reason that they should be concerned about anything with this tax situation with regards to that. It's not going to create some kind of tax nexus and PA is not going to come after you and the taxes and in effect in effect. So if you are a vendor that we're planning on exhibiting at VCC, please don't be afraid of that. You well, I think some of them too are, are um, concerned with um, any wholesale accounts that they were planning on picking up from the Pittsburgh or the PA market may not be there anymore, but we draw a lot of, of um, vendors from surrounding states, West Virginia, Michigan, New York, uh, Maryland. Yeah, so uh, PA is dead, but if you're a state that's near PA, come on down to PA and go to our convention. I'm just being an asshole right now, I think. I do wonder, why are you here? You don't like anything I ever say. Thanks for listening. Just a kid with a crazy dream Wants it all before he's 17 Don't know where to begin
on my own. 